Section 11 of First Communion Days by a Sister of Notre Dame. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Franklis. Marie Louise Franklis was born at the castle of Giesencourt, the home of her grandmother, Madame de Focasoles. The following day she was baptized and given the name of Marie Louise Franklis, as it was the feast day of St. Francis. Her grandmother held her at the baptismal font and soon became so attached to the little one that she begged her mother to allow her to be brought up at the castle. As there were already two other children at home, her mother consented, and the little baby was taken to Giesencourt, which the grandmother promised should, later on, be given to Franklis for her own. Madame de Focasolas was a very good and fervent Catholic. Being so rich, and living in such a beautiful home, she had many servants and tenants who lived on her estate. These she helped in every possible way. They looked up to her as their example, and went to her for advice in all their troubles and difficulties. Although her grandmother was so devoted to Franklis, she did not spoil her. On the contrary, she was very strict, and especially particular about obedience. Franklis had a very strong will of her own, and liked to have her own way, so that at times her grandmother was obliged to punish her. One morning, when the little grandchild disobeyed her governess, she was told to go as a punishment to the top of the stairs, and remain on the landing till she was sent for. Franklis did not like this penance, so she said to her grandmother, "'If I go there, I shall scream so loud you will tell me to come down again,' for she knew her grandmother could not bear much noise. "'You must go all the same,' was the reply, "'and remain on the landing till you are given permission to come down.' Very unwillingly, Franklis began to go up the stairs, saying as she went, I will not stop. I shall make too much noise. At last she arrived at the landing. Then opening her mouth, she began to scream at the top of her voice, until her grandmother, frightened that she would injure her chest, sent the governess to bring her down. Franklis was triumphant, and with a smiling face came down the stairs, holding the hand of her governess. I told you I should scream she said, feeling she had conquered. But her grandmother, calling her to her side, told her of the little child Jesus at Nazareth, how happy he made his dear mother by his obedience and gentleness, but that now he was in heaven, watching the little children whom he loved so dearly, and of how sad it once made him to see them naughty and disobedient. The little girl's eyes filled with tears. She had not thought of this. She would not make him sad again. No, she would go once more to the landing and stay there so quietly that he would be happy again. Then, without another word, she climbed the stairs a second time and remained for a full half-hour upon the landing to make up, as she said afterwards, for displeasing little Jesus. For some time after this, Franco's tried to be good. Then she forgot all about little Jesus watching her, and there came another naughty day. There was a certain terrace in the grounds upon which Franklis had been told she must not walk. But just because it was forbidden, Franklis felt a great desire to go there. She went, and was immediately sent for to be punished. The penance over, she went out again, and again returned to the forbidden terrace, saying as she went, I want to go, so I shall go, just because I want to. Again she was sent for, and the penance repeated, but even this did not stop her. Six times she deliberately returned to the terrace. Six times was she brought back to her grandmother to be punished, and only after the last time did the willful child give in. 
Franco's very early understood the difference between really willful naughtiness and what was simply thoughtlessness. One day her grandmother had given her a pair of new shoes ornamented with large rosettes. While she was running near the lake, the rosettes became wet and dirty. Noticing this, her governess began to scold her for spoiling them. But Francos replied, Why do you care so much about it? It isn't a sin to dirty rosettes. Another day, while they were out in the garden, Francos, who was only four years old, was stung by a wasp. She immediately began to scream aloud with the pain. Her governess told her she had much better be quiet and bear the pain for her sins. I haven't done any sins yet, the little girl replied, but I will stop crying for the love of Jesus. And she did. When Francos was six years old, she was prepared for her first confession. She told the priest all the sins that she could remember, but to her surprise he only gave her to Our Fathers for her penance. Fancy, she said to her governess, only to Our Fathers. Grandmother would have given me a much bigger penance. But the governess told her that Our Lord had done penance for her when he had shed his precious blood during his bitter passion, and it was this precious blood that cleansed her soul in the sacrament of penance. Then let me go again, she said. Only what do people say the second time? Do they offend the good God again when he has once forgiven them? And from this time, Frankos was never known to be willfully disobedient, though, of course, she sometimes disobeyed through forgetfulness. As was said before, her grandmother did not spoil her, but the many visitors who came to stay at the beautiful castle were not so wise. They would tell the little girl how beautiful she was, praise her for her cleverness, and if her grandmother had not stopped them, would have ended in making her very vain and proud. But seeing the danger of leaving Frankos to their spoiling, she arranged to send her to a convent school all the summer months. Then, when winter came and all the visitors had gone, she would have her home again to live with her. It was during one of these summer terms, at the convent school, that Frankos made her first Holy Communion. Very carefully did the good sisters prepare her for this great sacrament. They taught her how to pray well and how to fight against her faults, so that every day they might become fewer. Then for three days before her first Holy Communion, Frankos went into retreat. That is, instead of doing lessons and playing with the other children, she spent those days in preparing her heart to receive our blessed Lord, listening to the instructions given, reading the life of Jesus or of his saints, and also by praying before the blessed sacrament in the convent chapel. She also tried to make her heart very pure by making a fervent confession, full of sorrow for the many times she had saddened little Jesus by her willfulness and disobedience. She asked her grandmother and governess also to forgive her for the trouble she had given them. When the happy day came, with a heart overflowing with joy, she offered herself body and soul to our blessed Lord. He accepted her offering, and later on, when she was grown up, he asked her to give up all her riches and pleasures, and to come to live with him and work for him, teaching little children to know and love him. Frankos did as he asked. She sold all her great possessions, and with the money helped to build convent schools, where hundreds of children, who would otherwise never have known about Almighty God, were taught by her and by others who came to live with her. End of section 11